Oh, g'day, team. Craig Anthony Harper. It's the You Project. It's uh, Christmas-ish or thereabouts. It's Melissa Marie Cameron. It's the New Year Revolution, which is a 10-part series that I am doing with Melissa, just cheering me on like a fucking champion over there at TYP Central. Hi. Woo, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what's funny, everyone? Oh, God. She did a little fist pump, yep. uh, which looked so unnatural. <laughs> You ever done a fist pump in your life? Probably not. That's um, yeah, probably not. But I feel like I'm yeah sitting in the stands or something, just cheering well, you on. Yeah, well, the <laughs> listeners and I are glad that you debuted your fist pump here. Maybe you can uh, just integrate it into your uh, your operating it's- system, and you know, just when you're out and about with a few people, when someone <laughs> says something, just do a little fist bump, give them a little bit of encouragement. Just out at the shops, li- just woo. Yeah, yeah, it lifted me a bit. Yeah, it's like when bananas are in. It's like, woo, yeah, and they look really good. Hardly any brown on them. Woo. Um, how are you? I'm great, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I am really good. I'm really good. Of course, we're not recording this at Christmas time. We're recording it a week or two before. Um, but the idea of this, if you, if you have been under a rock for the first three episodes, uh, just a little bit of a... Hopefully, a little bit of a um, stimulator, provoker, a little bit of a momentum creator, potentially. Uh, I've spent a lot of my life uh, talking to people about resolutions, plans, goals, intentions, strategies, potential, changing stuff, doing stuff, becoming stuff, creating stuff, habits, uh, self-limiting thinking, self-limiting behavior, all of that stuff. And it's at this time of the year, obviously, where some of us, for whatever sociological reason, it's just part of how we are, we seem to think at the end of the year that we have more ability to change than we did in June or September or <laughs> whatever. I don't know. Anyway, that's a whole nother program about the psychology of New Year's resolutions. But anyway, here we are. It is that time of the year. And the good news is that you can change stuff. doesn't mean you can do anything or be anything. We're not silly. But we can learn and grow and improve and adapt and change and, you know, evolve and unlearn and create new habits and get rid of old habits at any time, any time of the year and at any stage of our life, you know, so whether or not we're 25 or 75, there's still room for growth and improvement and learning and possibilities. And that's what excites me. So we've had... um, Episode, let me see. I'm just scrolling. This is terrible to listen to, but don't don't take it out. So number one, day one, we just introduced what we're doing and why and how and a bit of a setup. Day two was we're talking about the how, why, and when of you know goal setting and structure and all those things. Yesterday, as you are listening to this one, potentially was all about managing your mind. Um, and this today is about, as you've already said, because you've already seen, because you've seeing the the title and the promo for the show is around self-awareness. Um, at the risk of boring you who have heard a lot of me, feel free to uh, turn off, by the way, if you've heard a lot of me, because I turn off me all the time and I am <laughs> me. So feel free to go and have a turkey sandwich. But for those of you who are not totally sick of me yet or those who are new-ish to the TYP experience, self-awareness is a thing that I am doing my doctorate on, my PhD on, which is kind of understanding us and understanding how we understand ourselves, but also understanding how others see us 
and process us and experience that, uh, all of those things. So, so what role does self-awareness play in changing thinking, habits, behaviours, outcomes, operating systems, and the practical experience of our life? What role does it play? Well, um, we can't change the thing that we won't own up to or the thing that we can't see or won't see. We can't change the thing that we won't acknowledge. We can't master the thing that we avoid. And so a huge, I'll give you an example, a huge part of me getting my relationship with food right, which was a very messy, tempestuous fucking love affair for a long time, was what of of good and bad, peaks and troughs, messy and crazy and good. But it took me a long time to to have enough courage and self-awareness and honesty to say to the to myself and to the world, uh, I have a really unhealthy relationship with food. And even though I know a lot about food and a lot about bodies and a lot about training, and and it's definitely not a knowledge issue. Um, I my relationship with food, how I think about food, how I manage myself around food, my choices around food, my habits in relation to food, my typical daily operating system. Um, varied between eating like a fucking elite athlete and eating like uh, someone who was going to the death chambers tonight and it was my last opportunity to get food. It's like this is the famine is coming tomorrow, Craig, stock up and and everything in between. And so, so before we can deal with a problem, before we can practically change something in our world, before we can, in my case, you know, uh, have a healthy, lean, if that's what you want, functional, operational, fit, strong body, I first had to deal with the underlying issues that saw me eat erratically, uh, eat too much or too little or hide my eating behaviours or make decisions which were at odds with who I wanted to be and how I wanted to be. And so self-awareness, that is just, by the way, it's not self-loathing. It's not self-loathing. It's self-awareness. It's me going, okay, this is what I do. Here's another Here's another example of self-awareness. Um, I make decisions which are at odds or in complete conflict with what I want to achieve. For example, back to the food thing, I want to be fit and lean and strong, but I'm choosing junk food and I'm owning up and I'm stepping up. I'm not beating myself up. I'm not throwing myself under a bus. I'm not calling myself a moron. I'm just saying this is what I do. Okay, this is just data now. This is not emotion. This is not an insult. This is not self-loathing. This is just data. Now, what am I going to do with that data? What am I going to do with that information? Um, And so self-awareness is about recognizing how we think, how we behave, how we see ourselves in the world, how we have acquired the mindset, the worldview, the beliefs, the ideologies, the theology, perhaps the operating system that we have. This is awareness, self-awareness, how I came to be this person with this operating system, where it came from, and perhaps more importantly, does it work? And when I say, does it work? 
I mean, does it work for me based on who I want to be and how I want to be and what I want to create in my world? So our life is always telling us things. Our relationships are always telling us things. Our outcomes, our results, um, our body is always communing, communicating to us. It's a form of self-awareness. We call it biofeedback. But the bottom line is um, it's all there. The information's there. What does my history tell me? What are my current results telling me? What do I need to acknowledge? This is self. What do I need to own up to? What about my excuses? What about my avoidance? What about my procrastination? What about my finger pointing and blaming, avoiding responsibility? What about my self-loathing? Oh, your shit. You could all of this stuff. And none of that's healthy. And we can't change the thing that we won't acknowledge. What do I need to acknowledge? And so as we head into 2023, not what do you need to beat yourself up over, not how bad are you, not what are you doing wrong, you moron, but rather what are the things that you have been doing that don't work? Simple. Don't fucking overthink it. Don't get too sciencey. Don't get too psychology-ish. Just what are you doing? You know what you're doing. Like what are you doing? What's that thing that you do and you keep doing it and you know you do it, you know it's dumb, it could be that you keep having the same conversation about the same issue with the same person. Good. Self-awareness. What's your plan? It could be that you keep complaining about something that you do nothing to fix. So do something to fix it. It could be that you have habits and behaviors which actually derail your genetic potential. It could be that you want to run a three-hour marathon, but you're not putting in the work. It could be that that you don't listen enough and that you are an over-talker and an under-listener, and because of that, you are creating problems in relationships because you're a little bit unaware and you're a little bit selfish at times. Again, just data, just, just realization, just awareness, right? I realized when I, when I uh, started coaching people, not not training people in the gym, different. But when I started sitting with people, doing mentoring and and kind of mind coaching or performance or whatever we want to call it, it took me a little while, but I kind of realised that in for a quite a while there, I just talked too much. I talked too much. I didn't listen well enough. I wasn't present enough. And you know what? I wasn't very good. I wasn't very good. And when I do things, I want to be good. I don't necessarily want to be the best. I just want to be the best I can be and whatever that is. If my best is a a five-hour marathon and Melissa's best is a four-hour marathon, I'm happy doing five. I'm happy because that's my best. So it's not about me compared to someone. It's about me compared to me. So when I can say, all right, well, I do this, I, you know, and it's been pointed out to me, and I agree, there have been people who have said to me, including one of my friends, uh, one, you ask the longest fucking questions ever on your podcast, so for sure, make those shorter. <laughs> and by the way, you don't ask a question, you ask fucking 16 questions in one <laughs> question, and by the time you finish, the person has forgot the first 14, 
<laughs> and that's true. And if I'm also being self-aware, I'm going to tell you I haven't totally resolved that. <laughs> that's honesty, right? So there's something for me to work on, but I'm better. I'm better than I was. Also, hey, Harps, sometimes on your own show, yes, Dave, Harps, sometimes you talk too much. I'm like, <laughs> do I? Yeah, we love you. You're ace, but you talk too much. I'm like, okay. And so when, some, when, when three or four or five or six or seven people say, sometimes you talk too much, then you talk too much because I'm not doing the show to sound good to me or to connect with me. I'm doing the show that will resonate with my audience. And if, if, if three, four, five, if 10 people tell me one thing, there's probably another hundred that aren't telling me that because they don't have access to me. It might be a thousand, who knows? But when someone says that, they're not saying we don't like you or you're boring or you don't know anything. They're not saying that. They're saying sometimes you overtalk. So what can I do then? I can go, ah, oh, fuck you, but you know, whatever. Or I can go, all right, I do. So no sooking, no whinging, no excuse making, no getting offended, no being angry at people. None of all of that bullshit is about my ego. That's all ego and that's all me wanting to be right. So fuck the ego, step down off your high horse and just fucking acknowledge what is. Acknowledge what is. And if 10 people tell you the same thing, there's probably at least some truth in it. So for me, and he and he says, ironically, doing a podcast that's only him talking. <laughs> that's different rules though, isn't it, Melissa, on this one? It, it, would, it would be a pretty quiet podcast if you weren't talking. So well, yeah. I think on There's the no teaching, guest. <laughs> yeah, that's true. On the teaching and coaching ones, I think it's all about me, yeah. all about me, only yeah. child. <laughs> only child, look at me. Um, so self-awareness is you understanding you, is you acknowledging the stuff. By the way, self-awareness is also, oh, I'm doing great at this. Self-awareness is also, I've learned, my skill has improved, I did a good job there. That's self-awareness. That's not, that doesn't have to be ego. Um, I'm very uncomfortable to say I'm good at things. Very. I'm more, infinitely more comfortable to say I'm bad at things. And I have an awareness about that. And I, I had to dig it into that a year or two ago. And I thought, why am I so uncomfortable? And I figured it out. Why am I so uncomfortable to say that I did a good job or I am good at something? And part of it is because I spent a lot of my life being bad at things and coming last, both literally coming last, but also metaphorically coming last, failing, falling down, being mediocre or worse. I spent so long doing that. Now that I am with a few things quite good at them, one, I'm not really comfortable. I like mm -hmm. that people might think I'm good, but I don't want people to to think that I think I'm good, especially yeah. in Australia. Yeah. Because if I think I'm good, then people go, oh, you're fucking up yourself. You've got a big ego. Yeah. And so there's this dichotomy. There's this fucking fence that we have to straddle where I I don't want to hate myself. I, I want to love me but not be in love with me. Mm. You know, I want to be proud of the things that I do well and acknowledge and work on the things that I don't do well. And sadly, we do live in a country where sometimes people are cruel and fucking nasty and 
they want to undermine you and they want to sabotage you and they don't, you know, if they can find a reason to criticize you, they will. Mm. Fortunately for me, everyone, there's no pity party here. I get overwhelmingly nice feedback and, and support. So thank you for that. But at the same time, there's still stuff about me that I need to own up to, acknowledge, um, and deal with. And and that's still today, you know, at 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 59, it's the same. There's stuff that I need to do better. There's stuff that I need to acknowledge. You know, things won't amazingly or accidentally get better. So in 2023, I want you to think about why will it be different this time? What happened the last 26 times? Why didn't you do it? Why haven't you done it? What role do you play in the not doing? And we're not pretending that other people or other things aren't barriers. We're not saying you're the problem. But if you're being honest, sometimes you're part of the problem. Sometimes a big part, sometimes a tiny part, depending on what the thing is. But but that's the thing. It can't always be. It can't, you know, so many people when they're talking, it's like it's all there's always a problem and it's never, they are never the problem. The problem is always something else or someone else, and they are in the middle of all of this terribleness. They are not the problem. They are just a victim of all of this stuff going on. Well, if you're never the problem, then there's a fair chance you're the problem. Like if you're never the problem, like if it's always something or someone else. And there are times when, yes, it is someone else, it is something else, and there are times where you should be offended. Of course, there are times when having a bit of a grizzle really warranted and normal. I've been known to have the odd grizzle myself. But when all I do is grizzle, when all I do is find fault with others, when all I am is a victim, when all I am is the one who's finding finding fault in other people and other things, then I have to acknowledge that not only is it not those things all the time, that it's it's quite often me. It's quite often the way I think. Mm. All right. Um, do I need to tell you anything else? No, nah, I don't think so. There you go. Own it. Open up your mind. Think about what you're doing and not doing. Pay attention to what's going on around you. What's your body? What are your relationships? What's life telling you? What are all these things telling you? What do you intuitively know that you don't want to own up to? Own up to it. You don't need to publicize it. You don't need to stand on the roof and yell it out. Just just own up to your stuff because if, if you own up, then you can deal. Then you can manage. Then you can grow. Then you can build skill. Then you can be more humble, more aware, more productive, more proactive, more efficient, more empowered. You know, here's the thing. We're all a bit fucked and all a bit brilliant. I don't know anyone who who is without flaw. I don't know anyone who has no issues. I don't know anyone who hasn't made mistakes. I don't know anyone who hasn't been caught up in ego or bullshit or selfishness. I don't know anyone, including me. And so let's just acknowledge what is and then focus on the good stuff and then focus on being proactive. See you tomorrow.